0: Hey guys, welcome back to Talk to Me Sister Podcast, Season 2. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters, and a ton has happened since last season. I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes, and we're advocates for women's health, and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. Well, everybody listening, thank you for tuning in to the Talk To Me Sister podcast. We have a very special guest. Allie Davis is on the podcast today to share her story of adoption. I already want to cry. Why is that? <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm a today for some reason. Anyway, I think it's like... Allie has an incredible story. <laughs> she has a history in uh, journalism. She is a special needs director at Grace Chapel in Leapers Fork. And most importantly, she is our cousin
1: yes we call her cousins yes. and we're that's right much
0: cousins but yep. we're cousins on the other side Yes, yeah,
1: I know are we going to get into that but we're not going to I think <laughs> it's going to be complicated <laughs> but know. I get in the weeds of it
0: we're, we're related, related. In the weeds
1: of it. oh so we're but we should say. say wait but we should say that our moms have been best friends since they were five right exactly See, oh. and yes. I'm named after your mom. yes
0: that's so right yes Kathy that, is your mom oh I carry her name which is just like the Sweetest thing in the whole so world, sweet. so sweet.
1: And so did y'all see their little beach trip? Just I, we yes, they so do, amazing. Us, I know. Going on a
0: little vacay, and then we saw that picture, and I was like, "I know,
1: oh gosh, I'm so proud moms. of them." You Those know what we're
0: fans. gonna do when this episode so comes fun. out? Let's post a cute little picture of them. Yes, of our moms. Yeah, yes, their oh, Totally. Okay, they are so big. Oh, like the old school, the old school like when they were little. Well, we can post <gasps> updated one Yes.
1: Wait, we also have ones of us. yeah ones of us. At, like me ma's house
0: yeah yes. and actually i went through when we moved i went through some old photos and i found some of me you and kathy
1: yep at padre
0: island oh yeah and we're just like maybe we're probably four and we're like oh, living my our gosh. best lives like yes naked on the beach yeah we used you know? to do oh, cousin camp yes. which we we in I, Texas. Like, I like to tell everybody because now we oh, do cousin yes. camps with our kids yeah and they're yeah. they're shorter they're like we're having a cousin camp day but we still try to
1: carry on the tradition. Yes. I love that so much. There's so many good memories growing up together. Yeah. So amazing. And your mom. Yeah. Your mom is like my other mama. So she, I call her my my Tennessee Tennessee mama. mama. She's (laughs) amazing. She is a mom to many. Yes. And definitely definitely. a mom to you.
0: Yes. Um, Okay. So Allie, So we kind of introduced you. People know who you are now, but tell the listeners a little bit just about you as far as like just who you are, your kids' names, your job, your passions, anything we left out.
1: Yeah. So I'm Allie Davis. I am, like you said, the director of Grace Chapel Special Needs, Uh, but my family, I have a husband, Eric, who we've been married for, we just celebrated, 13 years. Congrats. That's cute. Thanks. Um, And then we have Amelia, who's eight, and Josie, who is seven. And we live here in Middle Tennessee and love doing life here. My husband is also in ministry at a nonprofit that's near and dear to our hearts, and Um, so yeah, I've originally from here, moved to Texas and grew up there, but then have been back in this area for almost 14 years, which is crazy. And I love it. Yeah, Uh, I know. It's crazy. Well, Well, and I moved here right when you were getting married, Kathy. Remember? Yes, I do. It was like the month of y'all's wedding. Yes,
0: I do remember that. Yeah, up on the anniversary. I remember that you lived at mom's house for a little
1: bit. That's right. right. Yes. When we were engaged, I moved in with your parents until the wedding.
0: Ugh, that was a great it. year. Good Life mm-hmm. was good. It was good. Year I was the that was, awesome. was a good year. 2008. 2008. 2009. Uh, and, 2009,
1: 2009 yeah. and nine. Yeah, and nine. Yeah. And nine. Yeah. Um,
0: okay, Ali. We want to dig in. We want to hear your story of adoption. I'm so thrilled for people to hear this incredible story. And uh, before we started recording. Um, Ali told me this is the first time she's like publicly shared her story, so I wanted listeners wow. to know that. Um, so I also am loving like the nature in your back in your background, like Ali's outside, oh. you guys. But I, yeah. I think it's great. We're not even. Oh, on good! It. I'm like glad you can on, hear it. It's on. It, that's the that's under right. Tranquil.
1: It's like a yes. app. It's like the oh good. app
0: And the podcast it's together.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. If only yeah. this was video, y'all could see my cute little view and <laughs> this but little sidewalk and trees, <laughs> and I'm close later. to a river, Duck River. Yeah. Well, and you can yep, take us over. Yeah, that's um,
0: right. Okay, so we have lots of questions, but I want to. We want to know first, kind of, what led you to adoption and the beginning of your story.
1: Yeah. So my husband Eric and I knew that we wanted children early in our marriage. We actually connected over our love for children, even when we were first dating, and um, and we'd even connected over our hearts for orphan care, like we both had served at orphanages um he had been to Mexico and i'd been to Mexico several times on mission trips as well and then also to Mozambique Africa and um so i had this crazy dream with some friends of mine that we wanted to start an orphanage and like just loved um the thought of caring for those without and the least and the lost and um that was our hearts and so um we ended up getting married and um you know took some time just us and then started trying to get pregnant and um, were unsuccessful for a while. Um, And I talked to my doctor, you know, about six months or so into trying to conceive. And um, he was like, oh, just keep trying. Sometimes it takes at least a year or more. Um, No big deal. Um, So actually, we ended up going to the fertility center um, here in Nashville, um sooner than he would have recommended. But I really felt the Holy Spirit prompt us to go ahead and make an appointment. Um so it'd been about 10 months since we started trying to conceive. Good. And um so we went ahead and went and um had a fantastic team there, the doctors that we worked with and nurses and all, and they um kind of started the regular process that they go through. Um but the very first day of testing um my we found like one thing for me that we were planning on kind of starting to address, but then found um a problem on my husband's side that um you know made our path change pretty quickly directions um it actually, the doctor called that day to give us news because it was um it was pretty drastic news um that we probably would not be able to conceive naturally um mm-hmm. so we met with him soon after, and um because there's a genetic cause of infertility um, We knew at that point that um, that we could only conceive with help yeah. and mm-hmm. even then it would be very unlikely like if we were to proceed pursue fertility treatment Mm -hmm. it probably would be unsuccessful was their words Mm -hmm. but then also we had a chance of passing on genetic information to children that would cause them health problems Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a hard appointment for sure it was very shocking because his genetic makeup actually we learned a lot of babies don't survive in the womb with which oh is really God, crazy he,
0: this is crazy so oh, did, did yeah. they learn that through just blood work or like it's, i believe that was just through blood work because he has siblings as, so like his yeah, analysis. analysis yeah so the same analysis new. yeah because he got like this was like new to him right like he absolutely he, was a shock yeah, to
1: totally new um oh. and so anyways oh. uh, some big decisions to make after that appointment um but it was pretty clear to us that, you know, we for sure did not want to pass on genetic material that could cause our children to have health problems or our children to have problems conceiving themselves. Um Absolutely. And so, um, we felt pretty confident that, um, we would pursue adoption at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. we had actually talked about it before that we would be very open or even want to pursue adoption, but we first wanted to, you know, have our own children naturally if we could. And we already knew that our parents on both sides would be supportive, um, which they were a hundred percent, like we're crazy blessed to have supportive family on both sides for adoption. Um. And also, my mom and dad, my stepdad, um, had done foster care when I was a teenager, um, and a young adult, and so I, I already remember, had these.
0: Yeah, I do these remember the of, foster
1: to adopt? Yeah. What was the? Well, it wasn't foster to adopt. It was just oh, foster care uh, foster until care. they until they were adopted. Yeah. They had it was yes, a girl, too, right? It was uh-huh. A baby, like who was that? Like, yeah, they had. Like, well, they, they had. had a, they an had like thirty little girl. They had like (gasps) thirty infants over the years. Oh yeah, and we helped care for. Oh my gosh, I remember one
0: specifically. So,
1: yeah, there were a few that they had longer, but sometimes they had babies for just twenty four hours to two weeks. Wow! And sometimes they had babies for several months. Um, and there was a few that they almost adopted themselves, and Mm. um, but then they were about to be grandparents, and so they said, (laughs) "Well, (laughs) no, we're not going to start over with our own." Um, but yeah, yeah, it was so precious. So I had this experience. I thought I knew a lot about adoption. I mm-hmm. found out I knew a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Once you're actually in the process, you realize how little you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But wow. I at least had these beautiful seeds planted in my heart yeah, of yeah. how beautiful adoption can be and what a gift it can be to the families. And um, so, yeah, that was the start of our journey.
0: Wow. Well, I know when you, when you say it back, you know, the outcome. So it's probably easy for you to rattle off those really hard appointments. But Mm -hmm. I do remember when we found this out and I remember it being so heartbreaking for you guys. Um, so tell me, like, tell people who are walking through this, was there something specific that helped you kind of grieve, not being able to carry, like helped you grieve in a positive way, Mm -hmm. letting that, Go. or helped both of you really both of you yeah mm-hmm. uh, was a pretty Carry drastic up. thing for him to hear yeah as
1: well yeah yeah we did do some counseling at that time which was really helpful and we're big fans of counseling and so would um encourage anybody walking through the grief of infertility to seek professional help if needed to um to navigate those emotions and the difficulty of it because it is a grief for sure like it's you're not able yeah you're not able to do what your body's naturally made to do and what you've expected to be able to do all your life like thinking you play with baby dolls and you think that you're gonna have your own babies naturally and so um That had always been the case in my journey, and so, um, and I love babies, y'all, you know, I love them, and so that was definitely really difficult. And I remember, well, for one thing, we got a puppy, (laughs) yeah, that's how we choice. I think, yeah, oh my gosh, my poor husband. I like on New Year's Eve that same year, we'd gotten the news like mid December, and New Year's Eve, we were both working at um, narrowgate, the nonprofit that my husband now is the director of. Um, and we were both working there at the time. And I just was like, I want to go get a puppy. Let's go get a puppy today. And we went You're to like the I animal shelter. Oh, exactly. Yes. I want something to love. And so, um, we went and we came home with a puppy that very day, which ended up being a wild adventure. Um, I won't go into all that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, love but I that. do remember so needed. Yeah. Oh, it really was. And I do remember like thinking, oh, now I have this little puppy to love on. This is going to help. But then I remember calling my mom one day while I was like sitting in my backyard, having taken the dog out and being like, okay, this can't fill the ache that I have for a baby. Like, it's great having a puppy, but he also pees in my house. And you know, she's she's oh, I said he it was a she, Carly. Um, yeah. She tears things up and she pees on things. And you know, she's great and adorable and snuggly, of course. But she's not a human baby. And yeah. um, you know, I definitely had to grieve and had some tears. And uh, my family grieved with me. And um, yeah. and then um, it was actually really interesting. Um, my sister was pregnant with her third. Boy, um, whoa, Annie, um, was pregnant with Finn around that same time, and um, and that was something that was tough. Like, here she was having another child, and I just found out I couldn't have my own, and um, so she had a lot of empathy for me, and um, I it was definitely difficult at times, um, but at the same time, like, her two children at that time were like my kind of surrogate (laughs) children like Cray and Lucy, my niece and nephew. We just loved him as our own as much as we could. Eric and I just loved being their aunt and uncle and would take them to our house and care for them and babysit as much as we could and be at their house as much as we could. And so, um, so we were still so excited to have another nephew being born and she had a home birth. And so I was able to be at the house when he was born. Um, And, that she had a midwife, and you know, I'd talk to the midwife some and um, the doula, and I like remember thinking, "Gosh, what a beautiful profession they have! This amazing gift to help bring life into the world." And um, and then I'm like, "Oh, I wish I could do that," but then I'm like, "Oh, but now I know I'm never going to actually bring children myself into this world naturally, um, or most likely not going to." And um, so I remember. Then having this thought that I know was just from the Lord, um, that birth is an experience, just Mm -hmm. like things. And this is exactly how it came to me was birth is an experience, just like riding a roller coaster is an experience. Mm. Some people will never ride a roller coaster in their life and they will have a wonderful, beautiful life without having ridden a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord spoke to me that birth is also an experience and I can have a beautiful, wonderful life. Not having experienced birth in the natural way. Um, wow. Yeah. So oh, that was February of that that's year.
0: So beautiful. What a sweet, fun way for God to give you that on your heart. Yeah. And yeah. I I also, I feel like that's going to resonate with so many people who are listening to this, who are going to feel peace about that. I'm so thankful you shared that because I've heard you say Mm -hmm. that and I forgot that until this moment. Mm -hmm. It's a good analogy. That can relate to so many different things. It's a good analogy, Allie, because women listening obviously are at this road in fertility where they're thinking about other options. And I've talked to a lot of women who are thinking about using surrogacy or doing adoption or all these things. I remember, I remember somebody asking me something specific too. I think this was more relating to surrogacy where I wasn't going to be able to like grow and give birth Mm -hmm. to my own child. But like, I think it was one of these things where it was like, oh, am I going to not feel like the mother? Or like, am I not going to feel like my, my experience is lacking or like whatever. And so I think that's like, I remember we had the conversation where I was like, yes, like birth is a part of the child's life and somebody's life and how humans get into the world but like a motherhood experience is like varies from mother to mother and what makes a mother is way more than just you know the type of birth the type of story and I have agree that too like yes my birth story is gonna be different but like the motherhood experience is like and that's a whole nother topic but I, Mm I love that analogy and I love I think that's so important for women um, to hear and understand. I, I was yeah. thinking of when you were talking too how how you got to that point of where you were like our road is adoption. Mm-hmm. Richard and I obviously like we knew you know Kathy had mentioned surrogacy in the past. We knew we were going to try. I, I still had my ovaries, so like we were going to try. Yeah, but I remember the nurse telling me like well, there's a slim chance. Your ovaries are kind of like weak, you know? So mm-hmm. they, we were, obviously I didn't have a uterus, but we were thinking about all the other options. So we thought, I thought, we thought about adoption. We thought about surrogacy. We thought about um, if I couldn't get a, we thought about egg donors. Like if mm-hmm. I couldn't get um, an egg and was something I would in the IVF process, something I didn't know was what a snowflake adoption was where you can like um adopt an embryo and or you can adopt just um you know sperm to fertilize your own egg or vice versa is that did y'all ever talk about that is that something is that something you ever considered I never even knew what snowflake adoption was forever like until we started the process so
1: can you No, we definitely did yeah so Right away the doctors presented sperm donation as an option for us mm-hmm. and um that was not something that Eric and I felt called to um it just yeah. felt weird to me and that's not true for everyone like that just was mm-hmm. you have to have your own peace with whatever process you decide to walk um through mm-hmm. you know like yeah. I know people that adoption didn't come naturally to them and they've chosen not to adopt because that just wasn't what God called them to. And they didn't have peace about loving somebody else's child and as your own. And like, I just think that you have to know what you're called to personally. And, um, so we knew right away that sperm donation was not for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually I did, I got a call, really interesting call one time. I'll never forget. I was driving, um, to work and, our, my OBGYN office called and they mm-hmm. said, um, you know, we got the letter that the fertility clinic sent us telling us the results um, and that you won't be pursuing any kind of treatment. Um, I wanted to let you know that there's a family who has some embryos frozen and they've been looking for people who might want to adopt their embryos. Um, oh, wow. And I wanted to know if you were interested. Um, oh, wow. I know it was kind of bizarre, but we had already started um, pursuing adoption at that point. And we we just knew that um, we were called to to bring home a child who was going to be born, mm-hmm. who was already in the womb, who, you know, wasn't going to be able to be cared for by the biological parents mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Like God had stirred our hearts for that particular Reason and so at that point in our journey, so this was in let's see, 2012. Um, yeah. We we knew like we're not supposed to pursue. Snowflake adoption, but oh my gosh, what a beautiful thing! Yeah, um, beautiful. And it's something yeah. that I never was closed off to down the road. Like if that had been something we would pursue down the road, if we hadn't gotten our girls the way we did, then maybe mm-hmm. we would have pursued that. And it's not something I'd even be opposed to today. If we ever right. were like, oh my gosh, we're gonna add another child, maybe we'd look into that. But yeah, um, well, I think I love, it's incredible.
0: It's an inc- inc- yeah, it's incredible, but also it's so is adoption. And I love that you. Felt like i i agree with you i feel like you have that moment of peace that god lays on your heart and mm-hmm. adoption is such a blessing for the child and for the parent we are excited to have seeking health back as a sponsor for season two of the talk to me sister podcast if you want quality vitamins you can use our code sisters2 for 10 percent off your next order This exclusive coupon gets you 10% off your next order. That's sisters to visit seekinghealth.com. So I want to get into like your adoption story. Yeah. Um, we get, we're going to have specific adoption questions later about like people that are listening probably want to know Mm -hmm. like what's the process how long does it take from start to finish yeah i know surrogacy that's always the question i get first it's like how long is the process because people you know if you've gone through a fertility yeah struggles like you just want it to happen totally Um, but tell us about your children tell us about amelia and josie i love the story of josie's name tell us just start there tell us about the the kiddos yeah so story
1: So, um, we went a traditional route of adoption, um, with a agency that works with birth mothers nationwide. So a large agency out of Kansas, we did a lot of research and, um, and had come across this particular agency. Um, and just, we were really impressed with their website and what we were reading about their process. And then it just so happened that I, um, started going to this group. It was like an adoption support group for women at our church. Um, And it was just starting. And so I got to go to the very first meeting and um, it was for people who had adopted or that were in process. And, um, it just so happened that one of the moms there was in process with that same agency that we were considering. Um, so I got to ask wow. her and that wasn't like super common cause we're in Tennessee and they're based out of Missouri. Like yeah. oh, it wow. was kind of crazy that, that she horrible. was using the same agency. Um, Isn't
0: that fun, like affirmation. Yes. Really yeah. right oh my gosh. Like it was yeah. absolutely that's hap- a that God stuff thing. happens. Yes. Oh, it totally was. Confirmation yes. Down the Yep.
1: Yeah, so I got to talk to her about the agency and their experience, which was all very positive. Um, and then I got to watch her entire process, which was very different from ours. Theirs mm-hmm. went very fast, ours was more traditional. Ours wasn't like especially slow, but it was um right around nine months. Um, okay. and so, um, well, she got her baby within like eight weeks like so fast yeah Um, and so
0: like from the time you like finished yeah clarify that like the time you finish like contracts and they have to like check your home out Mm -hmm. and all that right
1: that's right um we had to do a home study um and go through all the paperwork which you know I have massive binders of paperwork that I still have kept on file all the things um yeah it's crazy um I mean, if you want to get into that, I can, but, uh, okay, let me tell you my favorite example that was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Um, (laughs) we had done all the things we thought we had everything in and they called and were like, Hey, we just saw that your dog's vaccinations expired three weeks ago. We need you to get those updated before you can go active. Think about
0: like everybody else. Oh my god, My dog, like, way yeah. past
1: vaccination <laughs> exactly oh it what? makes you go like you're uh, like yeah. really yeah well how much how many hoops do I have to jump through to get My a baby gosh. but it, oh it's so worth it and 100% so needed yeah. oh yeah. I yeah. would not change a single thing about the process but in the when you're in the middle of it it feels very tiresome at times mm-hmm. for sure but it's 100% worth it and to make sure that these babies are going to good homes like you would mm-hmm. do it again in a heartbeat every single piece of the process. Um, But it's definitely intense and you can feel like, oh my gosh, this person's coming to my home and making sure I'm a safe place and everything has to be perfect. And then once you're in the process, you realize they are for you. Like they're for adoption Mm -hmm. and they're looking for good families and they are not there to turn over every stone and look for reasons that you shouldn't adopt they really are looking for how can i most quickly say yes and yeah. put a baby in this home like that's a good word for people who are angry. yes yeah, oh my absolutely. gosh i always want to put people at ease because i remember that like scrubbing every surface in my house and being so nervous and then second time around it's like uh come on in it's a mess it's crazy like my <laughs> toddler has totally destroyed things but you know by that point like they're for us and mm-hmm. they already have through our file to know by the time you get to the visit, they've been through your paperwork and they already know a lot about you. And so, um, they then are there to kind of finish the process. And so it really can put you at ease if you realize like they want us to have a baby here just as much as we do because they're trying to find good homes for all the babies out there that need good homes. So, um, so yeah, we started the process and so we were approved in July and brought home our baby in July. But we had a little pause in our process. So I say it took us nine months to bring Amelia home because we did have a disrupted adoption in the middle of it. Um, And we had paused the process with the large agency to pursue an adoption with a small local agency. And so if we had stayed the course, it probably would have been right around nine or 10 months with that adoption agency. Yeah. But because we put a pause on it for two months, we, it was more like a year. Um mm. So, um yeah, I can go into the specifics of that disrupted adoption if y'all want me to. But, um yeah, we brought home Amelia that July. Yeah, I, I love that. I, yeah, I do
0: remember. You can kind of give the high story if you want. We want to stay yeah. encouraging people. But, yeah, okay. but also that stuff happens. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. So I think it's important to mention. It, like, yeah, to absolutely. It, but yeah. Just so it's like. It's not normal. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's more often than not that you're going to run into hangups and you right. just have to like keep that end goal of like growing your family and yes. having yes. your baby in your arms. But I think it's okay to, you know, talk about for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell
1: so, them. I mean, I'll say that the adoption process can be a real roller coaster because you're so anxious and so excited and then. The wait starts and it's like, I have no idea how long I'm going to be waiting. Like right. it could be any day now that I could get a call that we've been chosen by a birth mother. Um, or it could be um, months from now or years even. And you yeah. you hear so many different stories and you have zero idea what your story is going to be. And, you know, it's so different than a biological birth in that way and that you don't have a timetable of nine to ten months. Um, right. So, um, I mean, the, the highs and lows were... Drastic. I mean, I had some days that I was just elated, and God was downloading all this excitement in my heart about the beauty of adoption and how we are his adopted children, and Mm -hmm. just what a miracle that adoption is, and how the Holy Spirit makes families. Um, And it's not just by birth, it's by the Holy Spirit, and all these beautiful things. And then there would be days that I'd be like, oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. Like, calling the agency, please tell me, have we been shown? Are we going to be chosen? When can we know? You Give know, me and, some
0: information. Oh please. my gosh. Yeah, yes. oh, So exhausting. So out of yes. your control.
1: Yes. I spent so many times just crying out to God, like, when is this baby going to come home? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ha- did have two different times that babies were presented to us. And one time we walked away from a situation. Mm-hmm. And then the other time the birth mother walked away, um, chose to parent. And so... Um, so that was really, really heartbreaking. Um, but God was so good. Um, we got back in the process and actually the very next day got a call that we'd been chosen by Amelia's birth mom. Um, oh, the next I know, day. The what next that day.
0: Sweet. That's yep. so sweet because <laughs> I, that. I feel like that would be like very heartbreaking and to such yeah. good news the oh next day. Oh my next.
1: gosh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So we we'd only like pause the process for like three weeks between the time that we had a disruption to the time that we got back in the process. We did some counseling. We went on vacation, just the two of us. And then we got back in the process at the like advice of our counselor, she was like, I don't see any reason that y'all shouldn't. I think Mm -hmm. if you feel, um, ready, like, go ahead, like that's going to help you heal from the disappointment of the disruption. And Mm -hmm. so, um, we got back in the process and then I'll never forget. I was walking into Annie's house, actually, Mm -hmm. um, getting that phone call that we'd been chosen by a birth mother in Florida. Um, and then, um, starting the process of getting to know this birth mom through phone calls and then a visit. Um, so we flew down to Florida and met her and her boyfriend and, um, and which actually boyfriend was not birth dad. So we've not met birth dad, but, um, current boyfriend and her and had lunch with her and spent some time and let her ask questions and get to know us. Um, and then, came back and uh, we were only like three weeks to the due date Um, so it was a whirlwind I want to ask you too because that's like how were your emotions
0: kind of going into that meeting and how were they when you left like I mean did you feel so nervous left were you like Mm. was it I mean I I just yeah tell us yeah
1: Your, there was yes, a lot no. of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, man. I honest. was definitely very yeah. nervous. Like, we stayed in a hotel there in Florida, and I just remember being, like, such a basket case before. Yeah. Um, and then leaving and being like, oh, my gosh, I still don't know if she really liked me. Like, oh, I she had commented about how young I looked, and she and I were not that different in age and so I just think she had some questions of like are we ready to be parents and you know but at the end of the day like she gave us her assent and continued on the path with us as the chosen parents and continued to build a relationship with us by text and phone calls um, from then until the birth and um and then because Amelia was born by um By uh, induction, we got to travel down and spend some time with her right before the birth as well. Um, So, um, were you
0: there? Like, did she? I don't know if she did C section or vaginal delivery, but were you there?
1: We were in town, but we were not. At the hospital. At the so okay. she made the ho- the hospital plan and we'd agreed to that. Um, You know, you go through that whole process just like y'all did with your surrogacy. Yeah, it yeah, um, feel similar. Yeah, yeah. So right. she makes the plan and then um we, it's really not a plan that we have any say in. Um yeah. yeah. It's because everything is still in her terms at that point. Um, but she made a plan that she wanted us to, if we could be in town, be in town, which we got to because, because she was induced. So if that agency's policy is that if the delivery is, you know, comes on naturally, then you just get a call like, hey, birth mom's in labor, jump on the plane, get here as soon as you can. Um, You can't travel until she's in labor and been checked in to the hospital. But if they're being induced or have a scheduled C-section, then you can travel down a day ahead of time. So we got to travel down a day ahead of time take her to lunch, take her shopping. um, And then um, the next day, so her plan was, I don't want you at the hospital. I'm going to call you when I'm ready for you to come meet the baby um, after the baby's been born. So we spent a lot of time in the hospital, I mean, in a a hotel, (laughs) just waiting, waiting, waiting. And that's a whole nother hard story. But um, then got to meet her the next day. Oh my goodness. I bet you're, Were you? I bet you had a
0: lot of nerves like when after she delivered.
1: Like, do you
0: do all like because with Circusy, we did like obviously Kathy's my sister and like different situation, and we we did all like had our contracts Mm -hmm. figured out and like birth certificates and like all that kind of figured out like pre birth Mm -hmm. is is that the same with adoption or
1: not entirely because birth moms still can choose to change their mind. Like every birth mom has a window of time where they can change their mind. So Mm. some parts of it are drawn up beforehand, but not officially signed till later. And so, um, so yeah, we, and even the hospital plan didn't go actually according to, what we were told. So that's mm-hmm. what was hard about it was yeah. um, she had told us, like, we'll let you, I'll let you know when the baby's born, and then you can come up maybe like an hour or two later. I'll let you know when I'm ready for you to come up. So we very much intended on coming that day, thinking like she's being induced at 7 in the morning. We'll probably get to meet our baby by this evening. Well, it rolls around 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 oh. o'clock, and we have not gotten a call, and she's not responding to my texts. And because we're using a national agency, they don't have any social workers there at the hospital. Like everything's over the phone with the agency. And so nobody has any information of what's going on and whether the baby's been born. And I can't get any information because I have no claim to this baby yet. Like Mm. I'm not legally anything to this baby yet. Right. Um, And so um, we just have to wait. And um, the next morning, I mean, I hardly slept. So actually, this is a really beautiful part of Amelia's name. So um, we had for years thought that we would name our girl Ruth, like you're Ruthie. Um, And when Amelia was in the womb and we had this particular situation presented to us, we just knew this baby is not Ruth. This Mm -hmm. is Amelia. And Mm -hmm. um, we had come to that name that we both loved and um, found out that it meant um, a work of the Lord. Oh and my God. and, oh, I love and <laughs> since my sister and I had shaken hands when we were 13, we'd said we're going to name our first girls after each other.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: she has Lucy Alexander after me. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that whatever baby we brought home would be a middle name of Anne. So um, we were going to have Amelia Ann. And Anne means full of grace and truth. I'm sorry, full of grace and beauty. Mm-hmm. And so um, the sentence— yeah, this sentence came to mind this a uh, work of the Lord full of grace and beauty, was the oh, sentence wow. of her name I love that so much., oh. And so that whole night in the hotel, when I'm like pacing and crying and like, oh my gosh, something's happened, something's gone wrong with the birth, or maybe she's changed her mind because we've already been through this. Like I'm so nervous. Um and the Lord just kept bringing that to mind, and I would pray it over and over again. She is a work of the Lord, full of grace and beauty. She is a work of the Lord, full of grace and beauty. And I would just recite that to myself. And it was such a comfort. Um, such a comfort. It's, I
0: yeah. love how those things can, when you don't have the words, because you have so many thoughts going on in your head. Mm-hmm. It's like affirmations or short Bible verses that you can just repeat. But I love that. Her yes. name, you are giving her her identity in those moments. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, of course, Eric is like dead asleep. Like he oh, can sleep. No matter what, <laughs> he's relaxed. <laughs> he's dead asleep. So I'm in the bathroom. I'm pacing in the bathroom, <laughs> the hotel bathroom. Like great work <laughs> of the Lord. <laughs> the work of grace. the Lord, full of grace and beauty. So I had such a great. Oh sleep. my gosh! I y'all, it. y'all. I recently bought a little. um, thing for my house and our new house that says I don't want to sleep like a baby I want to sleep like my husband. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Cuz it's so true. I, I that is love, his story. Okay.
0: Is that like a cup towel or something?
1: No, it's it. like one cup of those towel. little um <laughs> like, little like a little <laughs> sits on my bedside table, you know, like a little plaque. Yeah. You need to market it. person. Yeah, in yeah. everything. It's like I totally. shirts. Shirt, yeah, everything. So yeah. I love it. yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. So, Amelia's name, Melo's your first. Josie's uh-huh. your second. Josie yeah. came next, and I wanted okay. you to tell her story, but her name means something, oh. too.
1: Yeah, I can to I finish, though? So the next morning, that's that's okay. Let me just, I'll, I'll wrap that up. Um, so the next morning, um, we finally got a text of a picture (laughs) of a beautiful baby girl and soon a call saying, yes, she's here. She's perfect. Birth mom just decided she wanted more time with the baby. And she thought if I call them, they're going to come. And so she just chose not to call. Like no, nothing was wrong at all she just decided I want a little more time before they come up. So that put us at ease and we got to go up an hour later, like got the picture and then got to be there just an hour later holding our beautiful baby girl. Excitement and, is yeah. Oh, it was so beautiful. And so we spent the day with them and then um, she actually ended up leaving the hospital early. Um, and so we got to even stay in the hospital with her um, mm-hmm. that second night. And so um, it was a really, really sweet time. Um, and a then, yes, time. Yeah, Josephine, Josephine Rose, our second, um, came to us by surprise. Um, We knew we wanted to adopt again, um, but weren't in a rush. We were just enjoying being parents and, um, you know, figuring out the whole parenthood journey and all the ups and downs and, um, you know, uh, loving it, but also, loving. Loving. of course, exhausted by the sleepless nights and all the things. And, um, but mostly just loving it. And um, so we weren't in a rush, but we did think maybe like when Amelia was 18 months or so, we would probably start thinking about it, fundraising and working towards it. Um, right. And she was how old when you got like? You yeah. Know? So we first found out that birth mom was pregnant again when she was nine months. Um, <laughs> Wow. But we didn't we didn't know then that she was asking us to bring home another baby girl. We just knew she was pregnant. She posted on this Facebook page that we used to share pictures of Amelia. It was like a private Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So we would post pictures and she posted on there, She's going to be a big sister. That's uh, it. Uh, That's what it. were you guys Allie. like? Oh I would well, be like out. uh what <laughs> Eric immediately thought like this means she's also going to ask us to bring this baby home. But I didn't want to assume that like my heart, especially I think was protective of myself. Like
0: I can't assume
1: that. Right. And I wasn't even ready for it. Like my baby's nine months old. Like I'm not thinking like I'm ready for another baby. Like, and also because Amelia did have a few little health things, like Mm -hmm. we didn't have just a totally smooth nine months. Like I was still pretty tired and like, yeah. I don't think Nine I'm months? even ready yeah. for another baby. You're like barely sleeping still. Totally. Um, so wait,
0: real quick, are were you like in touch? Like they're obviously the private Facebook group, but like were yeah. you in touch with the birth mother? Uh-huh. And yeah, do you so. and do you decide that ahead of time?
1: Yes. Okay. So we have what's called a semi-open adoption. Okay. Um and so that means that she never requested visits with us. An open adoption would be visits are included okay. Okay. Um, and maybe more access to personal information. And um, yeah. ours had a level of protection of our personal information and in that she doesn't know our ne- last name. She actually asked us our last name. So sh- we have told her it verbally, but she doesn't know. The the agency never gave her our last name, and then actually, even if she wanted to track us down, she doesn't know my legal name. She knows my nickname, and so there's a oh, level yeah, of protection right. there. And then she knows we live in Middle Tennessee, but she doesn't know exactly where. where. Okay. So there's some protection there as well. Um, but then we have an agreement to um, send pictures and letters to her, like updates. Um, and hey. that's and then the the online access as well, like where we that was kind of by our own choice that she asked us to do the online portion. So we posted and pictures and she yeah. would communicate with us on that Facebook page. So she posted she's going to be a big sister. Eric immediately thought, yeah, she's going to choose us to bring home this baby. And um so we waited a few months, hadn't heard anything from her, didn't really know what was going on. Um, and honestly weren't thinking about it that much. Like we're so busy parenting Amelia. Um right. that then um Amelia had her first birthday in July that year. And the day after her party, uh, my parents had just left. They'd been here and my sister. And then um, I got a call from the agency saying, hey, she wants to choose you as the family for this baby. She doesn't want to consider any other families if you will bring her home. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and by the way, she's due in September. And (laughs) it's a girl. We didn't know any of that. We didn't know it's a girl and we didn't know. So how soon she was due we had maybe thought like november october but no she was further along when she first told us so um it was oh just gosh. two months to the due date when we first got word like hey oh she, she wants decides. to choose you guys and then we had to make the decision and say yes um yeah, so like, so we fast. had to yeah like 24 hours like <gasps> oh yeah Twenty-four
0: wow, hours. That's when you're like, God, send me a quick sign. Oh my or gosh! Some quick, yes. sign, Well, quick and that's in the yeah. Quick.
1: Piece. Yeah, that's the beautiful yeah. thing of God's of Josie's name. Um, the beautiful story of Josie's name. Um, is that I was taking a walk that very day. I'd called Eric, told him, and we were both like floored, but also so excited, and everything in us, of course, wanted to say yes. But I'm, of course, also scared. Like, am I really ready to bring home another baby? And is this really right? And we're not in the process and we haven't fundraised and all these things like, how is this going to even happen? Like crazy. And so he's like, I think we'll probably say yes, but let's take some time and think about it and pray about it. And then, yes, we'll let him know by tomorrow. Um, So I get Amelia in the stroller and I'm walking around the neighborhood and somehow it just comes to my mind. I wonder what the name Josephine means. That was the name we thought about when Amelia was on the way, and we chose not to use that name. I, I wonder what that name means because names have a lot of meaning to us. And but the fact that I thought of that, I don't. It was Holy Spirit, totally. Oh, um oh, that's amazing. So I pull it up, and it means the Lord will add another child. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait <her laughs> I
0: know. Name I'm gonna means cry that?
1: That. That's what Josephine means. Well, it's what Joseph means, and it's the feminine form of the name I joseph have chills oh that's yeah incredible. totally totally so uh, it was total confirmation like this baby girl is meant to be yours and like if the you know our Josie, you
0: know how you look up and oh yeah totally the one God. name the, the only one name, name the only, only name, name I look she up. is wonderful and incredible yes. and i and they're biological sisters and the yes. lord had that in mind like how cool absolutely
1: is that? Yes. Oh, so yeah so beautiful yeah, so we knew like we're supposed to move forward with this. Um, and we're so excited. And it definitely helped that it was another girl. We already had what we needed in terms of gear and clothes and things. And then, um, but we did still have to fundraise and do an updated home study and um, all the things. So we still had to get back in the process, fundraise, update our home study. Like there was so much to do. Um, And we really had to trust God for the finances. And he just opened the floodgates of heaven, like brought some funds to us. um, And uh, then we had to be ready to travel and take our one-year-old with us um, and (laughs) stay in Florida again um, until she was ready to come home. And um, I mean, it was crazy, but the Lord— covered us and carried us through that crazy season and helped us get through it. And um, my mom came with us to Florida to take care of Amelia, and we got to be there when Josie was born. Um, And that time, we got the more traditional experience where we just had to wait for the phone call that was, birth moms in labor, jump on a plane. (laughs) And um, so Amelia and I had been walking around the front yard, and all of a sudden, here we go, we're packing our suitcases and... I oh, put her in front of Daniel Tiger so I could get the things together and, you know, jumped on a plane and mom jumped up on a plane and we got there that night and got to hold Josie the same day she was born. Um, so, yeah, we had a really sweet couple days in the hospital with her and then um, brought her home two weeks later.
0: My goodness. Uh, I just, both of them, I know no, it's yeah, like such an incredible story. Yeah. I love it. I know I've known bits and pieces, but to hear you say it from start to finish, it just, you see the signs the whole way through mm-hmm. that are now the p- people that we love, Josie and oh, yeah. They and are all, their gifts. Absolutely. Watching your mother is so precious, Allie. And mm. you seem uh, like you seem so open to talk about your story and being an inspiration to women. So I have a, I like, with your girls, yeah, are you, I think people will want to hear your your opinion or like what you do, or just talk about this part of it. Do you openly talk about uh, their birth mother with them, or like, yeah, they're the they're the age? How old are they right now? Eight and seven. Eight and seven. So they're old enough. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So have you thought, yeah. is something you've thought about, like, oh, gosh, yes. into their, I mean, I, I, I would think as as a mother, too, like, you're thinking, like, I think about this with John Ryder, too, like, he didn't get here nor- normal way, mm-hmm. but, like, as mothers, like, how
1: we explain things, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, so. Yeah. So, how we've always talked about with them is that they were not in my tummy. They were in a different tummy. And we have done that from the time they were tiny um, because all the research says that that's the most healthy and helpful Mm -hmm. way for children that are adopted to find out about the adoption process and their lives and their story. Um, And so um, like really every single researcher professional will tell you like don't keep secrets that's not the best and so um so we've always been very open and there's books that we read to them as little toddlers and babies about um there's one about a kangaroo that has a little bird fall in her pouch and Mm -hmm, she takes mm -hmm. care of the bird and Mm -hmm. then realizes she always wanted a baby in her pouch and now she has a baby in her pouch and the the mommy bird had a nest that was too full and had fallen out of the nest and that she couldn't look, take care yeah. of her and so now the kangaroo is the bird's mom and yeah it's so precious oh, oh, so we've like a it. kangaroo book too for oh, service yeah. we still have it yeah it's like when,
0: when john Ryder is at the age to really understand it i need to read it to him again. yeah there's we'll so some beautiful books up there. our good morning yeah. america reel uh, yeah like see the whole story
1: totally there's (laughs) um, so many good resources out there that we've used but um yeah we've answered their questions about being in another tummy and we talk about her as you know the lady whose tummy you were in um we use the word birth mother but we kind of try not to a a lot because we don't ever want to cause confusion of like who is mom and dad Um, yeah And we have some attachment issues with um, our oldest. And so that's another thing that we have to be really careful about. Um, But um, yeah, we've had to navigate that and it's been extremely difficult at times. Um, Mm -hmm. But is um, is that
0: something that you can dive into or do you, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm sure that's something that people who are considering adoption or already, you know, or parents by adoption are Mm -hmm. in and you don't, yeah that's something you navigate later down the road.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things you have to choose when you're in the process, um, whether or not you're open to um, certain substances or certain medical conditions, um, things, different situations that could come your way. And um, so, um, you know, and you have to research a lot about the different risks. And the truth is that there's always a level of risk. um, And there's always trauma with adoption. Um, and so um I do really recommend that adoptive parents or people who are seeking adoption as their way of parenthood um, educate themselves on trauma because um, the way it's been explained to us is that a baby who's in the womb hears the mother's voice, right? Like that's the natural order. And then when they're born, then they continue hearing that same voice, and it gives a sense of comfort and security and attachment. Um, And so there's an immediate trauma when that baby is transferred from one voice to a new voice. Mm -hmm. And they no longer hear the other voice at all. And so there is trauma associated with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And some children um, have, for whatever reason, a difficulty attaching to the adoptive parents um Mm -hmm. and you know there's a lot of different reasons you can point to and maybe can't always know exactly what leads to that um but we did have that happen um we have had that happen and we've had to do counseling with actually with daystar um y'all had sissy on here we did we loved. them yeah oh They have a fantastic counselor who's Mm -hmm. actually only dedicated to adoptive parents. He only works with adoptive parents. And so um, that's a great resource. Yeah, he's counseled Eric and I about um, how to relate to our child that has some attachment issues, um, as well as some special needs. And, um, and that has been an incredible resource for us and helped us navigate what is a really, really challenging side of our parenting journey. Um, but the Lord's faithful through it and we are slowly, surely not perfectly, but doing our best to navigate. Parenting her the best of our abilities. You're doing an incredible yeah. job. Oh, amazing. yeah. Oh, and You handle everything with such grace. Oh yeah. man, I don't always, but <laughs> you're sweet you to so. say it. <laughs> well, I love
0: how you've taken your challenges with her, specifically your special needs, and now it's transformed into what you do professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just another story yeah. of God. Yes, hard thing to something very good. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah. We are going to wrap up, but I, I think you've given people just in this last few minutes some really great resources for adoptive families mm-hmm. or parents c- considering parenthood through adoption. Can you give any more resources that yeah. were helpful resources, for you yes. like before adoption, yeah. even like after adoption as far as like parenting and all that? So
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so The Connected Child by Karen Purvis is a fantastic book that I think everyone should read. Um, It talks a lot about um, attachment and how to navigate um, any kind of attachment issues you could have if you do have them, but even just to understand the trauma um, of adoption and how even Babies adopted domestically. Like sometimes we have this perception that um, babies adopted domestically aren't going to have as much attachment issues because we've had them since birth. And the truth is, that's unfortunately not always the case. Um, It still can happen. And this book by Karen Purvis can explain that. And she also has some fantastic resources on her website, some videos. And tutorials and there's even a a conference called empowered to connect that they have she's now passed away but there's people carrying on her legacy and her work um and teaching adoptive parents and foster parents how to raise children affected by trauma and children from hard places um yeah Yeah. there's one called adopted for life um adopted for life is a fantastic book um and um, there's a ton of others out there. Um, we'll link
0: them for sure. And I was okay. gonna say too, parents of kids with special needs. That uh, we were gonna, uh, we were hoping we have time for that. We don't. We'll have to come back okay. probably. But yeah. I do. We will get some resources. So parents who are listening who do need those resources, we'll go ahead and link some.
1: Yeah, and we'll, let me say one more thing. Um, yeah. Often agencies provide you with their recommended resources. So I learned a lot through the agency and conversations with our social worker. And also, like, our agency had a lot of, like, their own materials that they produced. So it's not a particular book. But um, I would just encourage people to really look into what their agencies recommend because those are the professionals that do this and help people do it every day. And so um, they're often going to have really, really great tips and advice as well. That's
0: great advice. Yeah. And they probably mm-hmm. stay up to date. And
1: mm-hmm. oh yes. Uh, Definitely. That's amazing.
0: Um, yeah. Allie, I am I adore you and you've been so oh, encouraging. And I adore I would you guys? Love for you to leave our listeners, especially people considering adoption, maybe just a one last word of encouragement or
1: advice. Yeah. One thing uh, one really beautiful thing Eric and I experienced once we had our baby girl in our arms was this overwhelming gratitude for the fact that somebody gave us a baby. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's so beautiful and so incredible. And it helps you realize like going back to the analogy about a roller coaster, like some people will give birth and some people won't. Some people ride a roller coaster and some people won't. And the thing that we've then experienced was some people will never understand this incredible feeling of being entrusted with another life mm. like we just were entrusted with a life. And we just sobbed at the beauty of her sacrifice. And really, it's mm. a picture of the gospel and God's love for us and so the sacrifice loving. that Jesus made for us. And um, and yeah, she, the birth mother who so bravely chose to give our baby girls another life. Like it took such sacrifice on her part and such Mm -hmm. courage and, um, pain. And she went through all of it so that they could have life. And, um, we're just so, so blessed by that. And now we realize like, yeah, we are just as rich
0: Mm. as
1: adoptive parents as maybe we would have been if we had our own biological, because this is the story God had us on. And, and then the fact that we got sisters like there's just yeah. nothing that beats that and the- nothing that beats that that's one yeah, we'll that's finish just such it. beautiful we're gonna sit pers- here and cry in the closet yeah that's such
0: a neat that's such beautiful perspective yeah. and we're so happy we had Ali on we're gonna link everything in the show notes for you guys I feel like that could have been a part two adoption episode because there's so much to cover with adoption we hope this encouraged you we hope that um this you found some resources and I think it's always helpful to talk to other women who've been through it. Mm -hmm. So, and I do feel like Allie would say this. Is there anybody who needs to connect with Allie and talk with Allie? I'm sure she's an open door. And so we will uh, link her email. She'll be on our Instagram. She'll be on our Instagram. We'll link her contact. If um, we need to put any women in touch with her for more detailed questions and her resources and the book, she's, um, loved and the resources she's leaned on. So as always, thank you for listening. Bye. We are really excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor, Gut Garden. You can find all their information at mygutgarden.com and you can get any of their supplements 15% off with the code SISTER15. That's S I S T E R 15 for 15% off your order. They have a good gut program that helps you completely reset your gut in 30 days with five supplements included, or you can buy supplements separately. That includes activated charcoal prebiotics probiotics enzymes collagen everything you need to support your health from the inside out so check out gut garden and use the code sister 15 for 15 percent off your next order thank you for listening to our podcast also make sure to check out our amazon so- store thank you